Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this Game Week 18 preview on Thursday night, just after the Man City Leeds game has finished. Erling Haaland scored his 19th and 20th goals of the season. We're not yet at the turn of the year. What a player. The next FPL deadline was on Friday evening at 6.15 UK time. And there's plenty to get stuck into on today's episode. I'll do a quick review of my Game Week 17. Welcome some new members to the 59th Minute Club. Let you know which players are on my new watch list. Answer questions from Twitter. And discuss captaincy and potential transfers for the weekend's action. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of how Gaming 17 went for me. It was a very good one. First one back, so nice to get a big green arrow. 102 points, which seen my overall rank go from just outside the top 1 million to 640k. So already have made good work on that rank which obviously needs to improve a lot between now and the end of the season the points came from Kepa in goal Trippier at the back Mr Reliable all five midfielders delivered Rashford, Salah, Saka, Martinelli and Almiron good to finally own the Newcastle midfielder and the standard Haaland captaincy delivered the points as well the only blanks were from Reese James took the gamble on him kind of a last minute decision I think I about half two in the morning uh, during the night, the night before the deadline, I took out Harry Kane, I took out Botman, and I put in Darwin and Reese James. So it could have been an even better game week. So got the James issue to deal with now, which I'll cover in the question section. So yeah, blanks for James, blank for Cancelo. Disappointing to see him on the bench, but not much we can do there. Hard to predict what Mr. Pep is going to do. Hopefully he starts against Everton and does well. And Darwin, probably one of the most frustrating FPL blanks of all time. I think he missed four big chances in that game. Got awarded man of the match, but got two FPL points. But the signs are good. He's getting into good positions. And I'm sure there'll be a big score there soon. Hopefully it comes against Leicester. On to the shoutouts. Before I do the Gaming 17 shoutouts... There's a certain player who is not going to get away with a Game Week 16 shout-out. Obviously, there hasn't been many podcasts since then, but I went back and checked, and Crystal Palace defender Tyrick Mitchell joined the 59th Minute Club way back in Game Week 16 before the World Cup. He followed up his zero-pointer with a minus three in Game Week 17, so it's been a pretty difficult couple of Game Weeks for 
the Crystal Palace left back. On to game 17, we welcome two further members to the club, Eze at Crystal Palace. Thanks to his teammate Mitchell getting sent off and James Tompkins as well, Eze was sacrificed after 59 minutes. And also at Wolves, there was almost a triple addition to the club. There was a triple substitution, but only one of those players got 59 minutes on the FPL website. That was Huang He Chan. So welcome to the club. Players, I think it was Hodge and Bueno, were very, very lucky. I think they got 58 minutes. I always go by the FPL website. So Huang is the only one joining Izzy and Mitchell in the club. Notable mention has to go to Rhys James. 52 minutes, missed out on the clean sheet points. I reckon he would have been taken off between 60 and 70. So I think those of us who gambled, we knew it was a gamble, but we were pretty unlucky not to make it to 60 minutes. Also at Southampton, Pero, who I've seen in a few drafts going into the game week, scored an own goal, subbed after 53 minutes for a minus two. Keep an eye on those clocks in game week 18 and always tag me in the tweets if you see them. I always enjoy getting the notifications on a Saturday afternoon and a Sunday. On to the watch list update now. So what I've done, obviously a whole new watch list now for a second part of the season. I read through my squads above, so you know who's in it. These are the other players that are, I'm interested in when it comes to making transfers over the next few game weeks. Defenders, first of all, the Liverpool fullbacks, Trent and Robertson. I think I'm most interested in Robertson. I was quite close to going there in that Reese James position for game week 17, but decided to gamble on James with the fixtures and the double game week. So again, if you're looking for a replacement for Reese James, which I'll cover in more detail later, Robertson is right near the top of the list. Got the assist for Salah and just passed the eye test as he often does. Trent was getting into good positions as well. There was one occasion where Salah made a very good run, uh, took the shot on when Trent was free in the six-yard box for a tap-in. So Liverpool fullback certainly back on the menu. No clean sheet, but I think they will come as well. Other defenders on the watch list, Kukurea at Chelsea... Reese James owners, do we go straight to his teammate? Can we trust Graham Potter? I'm not so sure, but at 5.1, he is a decent option. Luke Shaw, another player I considered for the third spot in my defence. Played centre-back in game week 17. Martinez is back for game week 18, apparently, so we should see Shaw back in his natural position. Picked up a few bonus points, only 4.8 million, a good long-term pick. Other cheaper options on the watch list, Sven Botman, who I had for most of the first chunk of the season, 4.4 million. I've only got two Newcastle players at the moment, so I do have a space for Botman. And I can see myself going back there very soon because just incredible value at 4.4, playing for one of the best defences in the league. And finally, Stupinen at Brighton. Possible double game week coming up. Slim chance of a triple game week for Brighton, so... To me, he looks the pick of their defenders. Webster's injured. Dunk is a little bit more expensive. I think he's 0.2 more expensive. Veltman's not very exciting. Stupinen showed up very well when I was looking through some stats during the World Cup break. And he passed the eye test again, created a couple of chances in that game. So Stupinen, I think, will be a popular double game we pick for Brighton whenever that does get confirmed. On to watch list midfielders. These are ordered in terms of price Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden so in my Game Week 17 squad I went for Cancelo I went for Haaland and I left the third spot open so could go from Salah to De Bruyne when City have a double game week or could do something like Saka to Foden 
or I've got a bit of cash in the bank as well, so I could upgrade a cheaper midfielder to someone like Foden as well. But again, on the bench, you sweat over the team sheets every week. Do I really want to go back to Foden? I'm not so sure. I think I'm more likely to buy De Bruyne than Foden when it comes to a City double game week, but quite happy to sit with Salah for the time being. So just going to monitor City. If that game week 20 double gets confirmed, if both teams don't, get draws in the FA Cup third round. I will be looking to get a third City asset that week and most likely Kevin De Bruyne with captaincy in mind. Although, obviously, Haaland will be captain that game week. But I think Kevin De Bruyne, very good option alongside Cancelo and Haaland. That, to me, is the ideal Manchester City triple up, especially if they have a double game week. Other midfielders, Mason Mount, never really came under consideration for me in my game week 17 squad mainly because I was burned by him first three game weeks of the season wasn't sure if I wanted to trust Graham Potter with his rotation but Mount certainly passed the eye test could have had even more than the 10 FPL points that he had created a few chances had another couple of goal attempts as well so Mason Mount very much on my radar for Chelsea's double game week now Trossard's disappointing game week 17 but still remains a very good option playing out of position, playing for a Brighton team that score goals most game week. So Trossard, I'm sure, will be in my squad when Brighton have a double game week. Odegaard's, I'm already tripled up on Arsenal. I've got White, Martinelli and Saka. Odegaard continues to deliver. I think it was an 11-pointer. Got two assists in that game. Well done if you went there. All three of those Arsenal midfielders are very good options. Some cheaper midfielders, Ben Rama at West Ham, getting consistent minutes now on penalties, stuck one in the back of the net to wipe out the Arsenal clean sheet, much to my delight because I had Ben White on my bench. So Ben Rama might be a differential for some. Andreas Pereira, who I decided to lose on my unlimited transfers. I just wanted to be slightly different in some aspects because I do have a lot of ground to make up. So I decided to go for five strong starting midfielders in a 3-5-2 formation rather than a 3-4-3 with Andreas on the bench. But that doesn't mean I won't go back there, especially when it comes to game week game week 19, when Fulham have a double game week. Andreas will be on my mind, although probably going to prioritise Mitrovic and a Chelsea attacker. Final midfielder, Leon Bailey. He's dropped all the way down to 4.5 million. I haven't thought about him for a long, long time, and I didn't realise his price had dropped so low. He was in a lot of teams game week one. Pretty sure he might have been in mine. I dare not go back and look at my gimmick one squad, but Bailey playing under Emery should get plenty of minutes. Had two very good chances in the game, but scuffed both of them. So I do think Bailey will prove to be very good value at 4.5. So if you're someone who wants to go against Andreas, maybe after Andreas has his double game week, you could make the switch to Leon Bailey at that point. Strikers on the watch list, Harry Kane. Very, very close to picking him. He was in my squad the night before the deadline. And like I said, I switched him out for Darwin. Great header. Hit the crossbar as well. I thought he should have also had a penalty in that game. So on another day, you're looking at a hurricane hat-trick. And even though Tottenham are not playing great, they're lacking a lot of creativity in midfield, Hurricane finds a way every week to get points. I think that's 13 goals for the season now. So that's 13 goals in about 15 or 16 games. So very, very impressive. Havertz caught the eye along with Mason Mount, so Havertz on the watch list as well. I can't really see myself going there. I've got James, I've got Kepa. I'll probably sell James, if not this week, the following week, but I'll probably go for Mason Mount, I think, over Havertz. But if Darwin doesn't deliver soon, 
there will be question marks over him and someone like a Havertz for a double game week is always an option but again I still have rotation fears with Havertz I've got more trust in minutes when it comes to Mason Mount Ivan Tony also on the watch list he was on my bench in game week 16 in that Manchester City game when he scored two goals I kind of forgot about game week 16 for three or four weeks and then I went back and watched match of the day and I couldn't even really remember how my FPL team did. And the first game was was Brentford Man City and I was rudely reminded that Ivan Tony scored a brace and he was on my bench that game week and punished again for not owning him in game week 17, although I think that was the correct decision. There could be a ban upcoming for him, so there's a lot of unknowns. You know, it could be a transfer waiting to happen in our FPL teams. And the fixtures on paper weren't great either. So good to see Tony in the goals again. But FPL-wise, I think we need to wait until the picture is clearer uh, before we go back there. Callum Wilson, also on the watch list. Disappointing for his owners. He missed out with illness again. But in that Newcastle team, I, I watched the I watched the entirety of the Newcastle-Leicester game and I was so impressed. They are just incredible. I think they can push City and Arsenal all the way. I don't think they'll win the league, but I don't think they'll be too far away come the end of the season if they continue doing what they're doing just Eddie Howe's got them firing on all cylinders. doesn't even matter too much who's on the pitch. Chris Wood had a good game, got himself a goal from the penalty. But yeah, Callum Wilson, when he slots back in, really good option FPL-wise as well to go alongside Almiron. Ollie Watkins caught the eye in the Aston Villa-Liverpool game. I think he could really benefit under new manager Unai Emery. Lots of chances, scored a great header, had one ruled out for offside as well, which was a really composed finish. So hopefully we can see Ollie Watkins get back to his best because, you know, a couple of seasons back, he was a really good FPL option. And the more options we have, the better for the game overall. So he's on the watch list. We'll keep a close eye on him. Mitrovic, obviously on the watch list. Again, I think correct decision not to pick him because we had clear information straight from the horse's mouth that Mitrovic was a doubt. So I think it was correct decision not to go there. Obviously for Straten, he gets his, I think that was his highest points total of the season, a 15-pointer. I think a lot of us will be going back there for the double game week in 19. Anthony Martial, also on the watch list. Good to see him fit, play about 65 minutes. Ten Hag said he's fit, took him off early. He said if the next game wasn't so close, he would have played the whole game. So I think he can go there now. Don't be afraid of it. If he gets injured, you can always you can always jump off. Again, Manchester United on an upward trajectory. Rashford's the best pick, but Martial is a pretty good option as well. Final player making up the watch list, Eddie Nketiah at Arsenal. Again, I'm tripled up on Arsenal. Part of me kind of regrets getting Ben White because I got Ben White as kind of a regular first sub for my team. Although he's probably going to become a starter this week if I just bench Reese James and save my transfer, which I think is what I'm leaning towards doing. I kind of regret not leaving the door open for Enketia because he looked really good. And again, 6.5 million could be a really good option as a second striker or even a third striker. So that's a watch list updated. And again, I'll update that in every podcast between now and the end of the season. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Time to answer some Twitter questions now. As always, picked out 10 of the best. Some of the hot topics going into the weekend's action. First question is from FPL Just. FPL Just. Who are the best Reese James replacements? So this question was asked by about 45 people. That is the biggest headache most managers have this game week. Obviously, those of us who did take the gamble, we've got to decide now how do we get out of it. I think the best replacement for Reese James is probably one of your subs, given we've just had an unlimited transfers. There's a good chance you've got a very good first sub. In my case, I've got Ben White, who plays Brighton. So I'm quite happy to start Ben White this week. Hopefully, Arsenal get the clean sheet. It buys me another week of information. It gives me two free transfers, more flexibility for double game week 19, and I can focus on the likes of Mitrovic and Mason Mount. It gives me another week to assess the Chelsea attackers. Maybe I will want a Havertz or a Sterling or something like that. And it also allows Mitrovic you know, to hopefully avoid a yellow card in game week 18, so that he's available for the first game at least of game week 19. So for me, I think given we've just built a whole new squad, most managers should be in a good position to roll a transfer, unless you've got other fires, maybe like Callum Wilson or something like that. But hopefully he might be okay for, for the weekend. So yeah, if you've got a good first sub, a Ben White, a Botman, those kind of players, even an Andreas Pereira. Again, I don't have the fixtures right in front of me here for the likes of Fulham and Newcastle, but those players in any fixture are absolutely fine to stick in your starting eleven for one game week. We could get more double game week news more double game weeks might get announced Brighton for example and it'd be nice to have two free transfers when we do get that information so if you can at all I think it's a very good week to bank a transfer if you're set on selling James or if your squad's already looking a bit thin due to other issues Trippier if you don't have him is the first place you go Cancelo for me still probably the second place you go Arsenal defenders Saliba and Gabriel to me are the safest, Ben White's great value, I'd avoid Tierney and Zinchenko because there'll probably be some rotation there, Robertson I mentioned earlier, you could go Trent as well if you fancy that, Cucurella Chelsea for a good fixture and then a double game week and like I said Botman is incredible value at 4.4 so there's plenty of options out there but just because a player is injured it does not mean you need to sell them, uh, if you've got a good first sub just use them and have more flexibility for game week 19. Question from Craig Smith. 
What about Azpilicueta as a Reese James replacement? Or should I just pay the extra for Kukurea? So yeah, I, I'm not overly keen on Azpilicueta. Although looking through the Chelsea squad, he probably should get significant minutes while Reese James is out. But again, you're, you're bringing Azpi in. You're probably going to have to sell him again in a couple of weeks when you could be you know, doing a more exciting transfer when you do have to sell Azpilicueta. So it's a transfer in, it's a transfer out. So I'm not too keen on it. And again, it's Graham Potter... He could play anybody at right back. I think if he played Aubameyang at right back, not too many of us would be surprised. So Potter plays with the system. Players not overly important. And he, he does have other options other than Azpilicueta as well. Even someone like a Shalaba, I'm sure, could play right back for a game or two. So I would stay away from Azpilicueta. And if, you, if you're really set on a Chelsea defender, I think it is Kukurea or maybe a, a Thiago Silva or a Kulab. Bali, but you've got to be prepared. I think all of them are at risk of missing the odd game here and there. Again, that's why I prefer probably just banking your transfer another week of info, and then we decide who is the best Reese James replacement. Question from Blake from the FPL Kids podcast. Blake has Darwin and is asking, is it worth spending the nine million on him still? So Blake is frustrated like most Darwin owners are after that recent performance but again like I always say you want to see your strikers getting into those positions 1v1 positions loads of shots loads of big chances the FBL points should come in the near future so Leicester next that is a big factor here you absolutely keep Darwin Nunes for Leicester given I watched them try to defend against Newcastle absolutely calamitous at times so I'm expecting Liverpool to put three or four past them this weekend so keep Darwin for one more game week and if he doesn't score against Leicester then maybe we do need to look elsewhere but I'm confident that Darwin will get FPL points this game week question from James Murray Woods how does the imminent Cody Gakpo signing threaten Darwin Nunes should owners jump off him for cheaper options like Mitrovic to free up funds so yeah very exciting signing for Liverpool fans I'm quite jealous as a Manchester United fan it looked like he might have been coming our way we need to look elsewhere now the arrival of Gakpo will it affect Darwin Nunes I don't think it'll affect him too much for as long as Luis Diaz and Jota are injured I don't think you should sell Nunes just because Gakpo's coming in. He's not going to be available till 1st of January anyway, I presume. So Darwin's going to be fine for this game week. And obviously Gakpo has to get acclimatised to a Liverpool system and all that kind of stuff as well. So no need to worry about Gakpo. I think you keep Darwin. And then I think what a lot of people will do, like myself, if you don't have Mitrovic, you'll probably keep Darwin for the Leicester game. And then you might, even if he does well against Leicester, you might lose... Darwin might have to be the fall guy to get Mitrovic in for a double game week. So absolutely keep him for Leicester and then we can reassess for game week 19. But yeah, would not be worried about Cody Gakpo just yet. And even when he does start playing, I'm sure Klopp will accommodate Gakpo, Nunes and Mohamed Salah until the other guys are back. Question from Cupcake. Can I live without Salah? especially with a run of easy fixtures. So looking at the Liverpool fixtures, it's Leicester next, Brentford and Brighton. That is pretty good for attacking players. Watching Salah in the most recent game week, to me he looked very, very, very sharp. In particular, that run he made, a couple of very good touches when he should have played it to Trent, kind of reminded me of Salah of old. Got on the score sheet, and yeah, I'm a very happy owner. And if I didn't own him, 
I probably would be looking to get him in somehow if you can do it easily. So yeah, I think Salah is looking good and he's a player to own for these next couple of games. Question from Ollie Gordon. With the Reese James injury and the Callum Wilson illness uncertainty, which is the priority to sell and what do you think about a minus four? So straight away, not keen on minus fours the week after you've just built a whole new squad. You should be able to cope. You know, you could sell one of them and then use a bench player for the other position or let's say you start Callum Wilson and if he doesn't play, you'll have a good first sub coming in. I think the priority is James because we know it's going to be three or four weeks out, whereas Wilson could be back soon because it's illness. Now, the worry I would have if I owned Wilson as well, and this probably goes more for people who have just Wilson and not the Reese James issue to deal with as well. It's a good fixture for Newcastle. They've got Leeds at home. But I think there was comments from Eddie Howe about Wilson saying that even if he is recovered, it'll take time for his immune system to build back up and stuff like that. So those kind of comments, not really what you want to hear if you own Callum Wilson. I think if I had no other issues in my squad, obviously wait to see what Howe says on Friday, but Howe has a history of saying things in press conferences that don't help FPL managers when the team sheets get announced at the weekend. So Chris Wood, I think there's a good chance he'll just stick with him. Wilson might be on the bench and then he comes back in. I think they've got a big fixture, possibly Arsenal, the one after that. So they might just ease him back in, maybe a couple of minutes from the bench against Leeds. And let's face it, you know, if I was Eddie Howe, I'd be thinking the way we're playing, we don't necessarily need Callum Wilson on the pitch to get three points uh, against Leeds. So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench. So I think he's an issue. So if you don't have other issues, I think I'd be looking to sell Wilson, most likely for a Mitrovic if you don't have him because he's got Southampton and then a double game week. But there's other options out there. You know, Martial comes to mind also at a similar price point. So yeah, if you've got James and Wilson, you probably sort James out first. If you've got only Wilson, I would be tempted to sell. But let's see what Eddie Howe says and let's see what you think about what Eddie Howe says. Question from Azim Khan. Given Cancelo was benched on Thursday, should we stick or twist? Absolutely stick. To me, it's you know, if you're an owner... It's it's good to get the benching out of the way. Yes, it's frustrating, but most people own him anyway. I know there's some people who don't, but most people own him anyway, so it didn't really hurt us that he didn't play. So I think it's dangerous to go without him, given how good he is, the points he's capable of. There was one occasion, even when he came off the bench in that game on Thursday night, where he was in the box, had a good good chance to score, but it was blocked. You know, he's he's just a really attacking fullback. Said he didn't keep a clean sheet, but there should be plenty of clean sheets to come in that squad once they're kind of back up to speed. So, Cancelo, for me, absolutely no reason to sell him. Save your transfer and just do other things with your transfers over the next couple of weeks. Question from Johnny Russell. With 7 million managers captaining Haaland every week, does my strategy of ignoring him completely and picking differentials like Rashford have any chance of paying off in the long run? The short answer to this is no with capital letters. I think he's too good. If you don't have him, or if you have been ignoring him, I don't think you should continue to ignore him because you're probably going to end up stop playing FPL by January or February time because you'll be miles behind. You know, you've lost another, what's that, 26 points to the field in game 17. So, yeah, I would just swallow your pride by Haaland, captain him every week and try to use, you know, be different elsewhere if you want to be different. But again, talking about being different, you know, I picked a very, you know, template team 
in game week 17, I could have went off the wall and 1 million rank. But I picked the same players most other people were picking because they're good picks for a reason. They're from good teams. They've got good fixtures. They're good value. And, you know, I got a 400k green arrow. So it just shows you you don't need to be different to get green arrows. Uh, and, and big ones at that as well. If, if the template bangs and you've got them all, you're going to climb and you can climb pretty quickly as well. So you don't need to be different for the sake of being different. Question from DB. Do you think Trossard is overpriced? And could Matoma be a budget option going forward? The car is more threat at the moment, especially with a possible Brighton double slash possible triple game week on the horizon. Yeah, Trossard was disappointing. I didn't watch that game. I watched the highlights, match a day, and Trossard wasn't, he didn't appear in the highlights at all. Very quiet game for, for him. But again, one game week, don't read into it too much. I think Trossard will continue to be a very good FPL asset this season. And when Brighton get a double game week, he will be top of my list of Brighton players that I want to bring in. So, Matoma, I think he's only 4.9, looked pretty good also. Could be a nice budget option. But yeah, for me, it's still Trossard. I've got a lot more faith in Trossard to, you know, score multiple goals. Whereas Matoma, you know, could be a, could be a good option, but I, I just need to see more. I'm just not 100% convinced yet. Lack of stats and, and you know, eye test on him for the moment. Whereas we've got plenty of information on Trossard over the seasons. Final question is from Football Fan. What are your thoughts on Harry Kane? He guarantees eight-point returns almost every week. Is he worth the premium price tag given the cheaper options available? Yeah, I think Kane is a perfectly viable option. If you can fit him into your team structure, for me it was just freeing up about two and a half million to go Darwin. That allowed me to take the gamble on Reese James and it also left about 1.3 million in the bank, which is going to come in quite handy for me now, you know, when I go to sell Reese James if I wanted a Robertson or a Trent, for example. But the, the draft I had with Harry Kane in it and Botman, I think I had 0.0 or maybe 0.1 in the bank. So I just wanted that bit more flexibility for future transfers rather than having nothing in the bank and having three premiums. So I went for Darwin instead. But Harry Kane, like I said, 13 goals, always gets a few bonus points, penalties, just a really good option. Just does have the four yellows, which is a slight concern. But he does have that possible double game week coming in game week 20 as well if both teams avoid a draw in the FA Cup. So Tottenham fixtures, Villa, Crystal Palace and then the double game week. So fixtures are good. So yeah, if you want to go there, I, I certainly wouldn't stop anyone from bringing him in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Game week 18 captaincy now. Again, I think it's a pretty short discussion because Erling Haaland has 20 goals for the season and he plays Everton at home. 
I think if you own Haaland, you captain him. If you don't own him, you buy him and you captain him. Simple as. If you want to do something different, I always mention a few other players just for the sake of it because I know there will be 1% of managers out there who want to do something different. De Bruyne and Foden are good options against Everton. Foden should start, given they didn't start the most recent one. But again, we know what happened with the three back-to-back benches before the World Cup break. Salah and Darwin have a good fixture at home to Leicester. Kane is at home to Aston Villa. Lots of good fixtures for captains this week. Arsenal assets away to Brighton is fine. Mitrovic home to Southampton. Almiron's at home to Leeds. And Rashford is away to Wolves. But yeah, I wouldn't look past Erling Haaland for the armband. On to game week 18 potential transfers. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm leaning towards saving the transfer rather than selling Reese James. Get more information have more flexibility for double game week 19. So I'm going to play Ben White against Brighton. That will give me a starting 11 of Kepa, Trippier, Cancelo, Ben White. Midfield five of Salah, Saka, Martinelli, Rashford and Almiron. And a front two of Haaland and Darwin Nunes, who's going to score a hat-trick after all the chances he missed in game week 17. That's it for the Game Week 18 preview. There won't be an episode for Game Week 19 because it begins the day after Game Week 18 ends. So the next episode will be a Game Week 20 preview, which will be released a few days before the deadline, which is on Friday the 13th of January. I wish you two big green arrows between now and then. Hit subscribe so you get notified when the podcast drops and leave a review too if you get a chance. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you'll get extra podcasts, live streams and a team reveal before each deadline. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year and I'll talk to you all on the other side. The Athletic.